Hey, Sherpa Network. Today we have a fabulous Sherpa review panel. We discuss domains going to auction at Namejet, domains recently bought or sold in the market today. We also discuss some extended deal cycles we're seeing particularly for premium domains, uh, how fortune favors the bold right about now. We discuss some very interesting research and the best keywords, or I should say verticals, to be targeting right now for new investors. Enjoy the show. Hey, Sherpa Network, I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and today is the Domain Sherpa Review. This is the show where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors for uh, ourselves, sorry. Uh, so we'll have three segments to the review. We'll start off learning what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Next, we'll discuss some domains going to auction soon at namejet.com and whether the Sherpas think they're a good investment opportunity for you. And for our third segment, we're kind of going to wing it, talk about what's going on in the market, and uh, maybe discuss some negotiating tactics. Joining us today on the Sherpa Review are three past Sherpas and industry thought leaders. Um, how about you guys introduce yourself today? Let's start off with you, Brian Harbin of, of Grit Brokerage. What's going on, Brian? Hey, guys. Welcome. Yeah, so Brian Harbin down here in Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a delight to see you again. Love your background and and sit up just a tish. You got a grit camp t-shirt. Looks pretty cool. Thanks. Uh, I want to hear more about that in a little bit. David Clements. Hello, David. Brannons.com. How you doing? Hi, Tess. Doing well. Uh, I'm with Brannons. We buy and sell and broker domain names like everyone else on the show today. Uh, and we're doing pretty good. I mean, we're in Georgia, so we're going to be the test case. If the reproduction rate uh, for Georgia goes up over the next week or two, we'll be the hot spot for, I mean, seriously, our governor's decided we're the test case. Uh, in, in Within two weeks, if the reproduction rate goes back over one, we'll be one of the hot spots in the country, along with uh, Tennessee, another, you know, <laughs> so. Wow. And you're doing good on the for asking. <laughs> Welcome to the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Hey, it's yeah it i mean the restaurants are open we can actually go out to eat today and there is not a chance uh that that i would uh, go to a restaurant right now wow so that's maybe, yeah maybe. so what i want to know though is like like you gotta just go through like a drive-by like like are these places full or are they empty because that's going to be that's going to be a really good indicator of like what's going to happen as this happens more widely there and, you know it's interesting because if it's empty well then it's like all right, all you, you know, we got people who are going to feel both ways on, uh, uh, but all you folks who think that we should open up, it's like, well, is it really a benefit because the economy ain't bouncing back, right? Like, it's like, oh, you can open your shit up, like people aren't coming, so you might as well keep it closed, right? Um, uh, or if it's, you know, if it's full, uh, then that says, you know, something else altogether. Uh, <laughs> that we can interpret uh, as we wish. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's so far from what I've read this morning, the restaurants are actually pretty dead. Uh, they okay. may be open, they may be able to serve customers, but like the, the picture they had this morning was of a Waffle House of all things. And there was one customer sitting at the bar with all the employees there, but that's it. 
you know, Waffle House is kind of in part, you know, Waffle House, I would expect Waffle House being like the first one to fill up, right? Like, you know, it's kind of like the place. They flew generator. Yeah. They flew generators out to have the uh, restaurants open in New Orleans when Katrina hit. So they were the only restaurant open serving the uh, rescue workers. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out and, um, you know, hats off to your wife, a pediatrician and all of this. And uh, this is fair warning, your first recording with two children in the office. So good luck. You got this. We're all going through tough times. We believe in you. Um, And Andrew Rosner, CEO of MediaOptions.com. Hey, Drew, how you doing? Uh, I'm, uh, you know, relatively speaking, I'm pretty good. Uh, Today's a good day. Yesterday was a really bad day. But uh, all good, you know, just doing what we do. Yeah, there are lots and up, lots of ups and downs right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> lots. All right, let's do this. Um, so what's new Sherpas? So we're going to share one purchase or sale that you've made over the past few weeks, um, what you've paid or received for the domain, why you thought it was a good deal, and how the negotiations, sorry guys, how the negotiations progressed. Um, David, we're starting off with you. Um, what's the domain? Okay, uh, I, ha- I went back to January. And I, I switched contracts somehow in January where I can't talk about a single transaction that I've done since January because they're all under non-disclosure. And the, I've tried to get permissions the past few days. And the, the folks that we have done business with, uh, no one has given me permission to talk about it. Uh, the, two other cases have been uh, that we're still actively buying for two companies that I'd love, love to talk about. Uh, but we have done some decent transactions uh, on some one word.coms. Um, we've done the, on the buy side and on the sell side, we've, we've done okay. But I, unfortunately, there isn't a single domain name I can talk about. I, I, I will say this, of all the names that I'm interested in buying that I get submitted right now, will everyone watching please stop sending coronavirus related domain names <laughs> that you just registered this morning uh, I, I talked to somebody yesterday, Drew, that spent $4,000 on coronavirus names yesterday. I'm oh. like, no, you, you really should have not, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but these are all re- available for hand registration. I think I can get half a million for it. I'm like, no. Good luck with that. <laughs> so uh, this part of the segment uh, for me is really short, Tess. That's quite all right. I would love to talk about why you switched contracts like that, um, but um, thank you for, for, let's, Put that on the back burner. Um, okay. And on the front burner, thank you for uh, doing what you could to present something to our audience. <laughs> and, uh, and what's the domain from January? That's cool. Um, I, all the way back, I would have to look. Honestly, I decided that there was nothing I could talk about. Uh, I didn't go back before January. I didn't think it'd be relevant. Oh, okay, that's cool. All right, um, so should we uh, have Brian go? Absolutely. Okay, no problem. Then instead, before, sorry, Brian, before we get to you, um, I just want to clarify, I've been talking to, you know, a handful of different brokers here or there, and everybody seems to be saying the same thing, that business is pretty much business as usual, or, um, or, um, or a little bit off. Is that, what is your experience? Just since you're not saying a domain, I think people are going to want- Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to interject here. I have to interject here. Sorry. I knew it. Uh, and maybe, 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 
maybe we're the outlier. Uh, and if so, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to stand up here and, and pound my chest and, and, and try to be something I'm not. But uh, I definitely would not say that business, it's business as usual. Business is off. Business is off in a big way. Uh, we have, uh, like David said, we have two buyers. We have two active buyers uh, that represent our typical market category, which is that high-end top 2%. Um, we have two buyers. And these are like longtime customers whose businesses are still doing well in this environment and they're opportunistically growing. And so they're buying up names and new verticals or whatever, right? Um, outside of that, uh, I, almost everything on the high end has been put on hold. We have, uh, I mean, I would say we're down, I don't know what the actual revenue numbers are. I have to, I'd have to look at that. Um, but I, I, my gut instinct is that we're down significantly because I think that, I, 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 I have to believe we're down somewhere between 50 and 60%. I, I, I have, there's no way, I, I just don't think we're, we're, we're above that. Um, uh, and the only reason I think that we're there is because the lower end of the market has really been doing very well for us. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that our typical brokerage operations uh, are down by half at least, maybe more. Uh, and new business is down like, you know, 85% new business, right? I think new customers coming in off the street down by, yeah, 80% or more. I, I think you nailed it right there, Drew, with the new business. I, we're seeing the same thing. I mean, most of the high-end stuff, the sales cycle's longer. It's three months, it's four months, it's six months in some cases. So we're still working deals from, from Q4 last year, from the exactly. beginning of the year before things hit. So the pipeline so far hasn't really run dry for the, for the bigger deals that are, you know, the, the bread and butter of, of, for all of us really here. Um, the, the smaller deals, um, I, I mean, people are still wanting to buy and sell names. The, the, the value-based buyers are always out there. They're offering less money than ever before. The lowball offers keep getting lower. Uh, and, and the sellers, when they need to sell, they're, they're saying yes. Uh, but on the, the new business coming in this quarter, uh, Drew, I'd agree with you. I mean, things have dropped off drastically for people. Uh, at publicly traded companies wanting to buy names, at private companies, startups are still kicking the tires, but they're offering a lot less. Their VC mm -hmm. backers have pulled way back on what they think they should spend on domain names. Yeah. Uh, VC guys are so so dialed in on value-based investing uh, that they know when the, the markets are down 20, 30, 40%, the, the offers need to be down 20, 30, 40%. So they're, not, they're really not buying anything. Uh, because their offers just aren't interesting to those those owners that have had names for 15 or 20 years. And this is exactly what I want to hone in on. So the difference between the, I think all three of you are really working on the higher end of domains, and yet we're hearing a lot from the average brokers out there or the average seller's experience, who is most of our audience, that it's kind of business as usual. But I don't think that's the case uh, like both of you are saying, what about all the startups who had a big VC um, infusion already of cash? Um, are they still seeing a lot of pullback on that as well? Do you think? 
I mean, we're in the middle of a deal right now. It's a seven figure transaction. It's been going on for three months since the original, uh, almost three, not quite three months, but almost three months since the original agreement of, okay, at a high level, here's the price and we agree, right? Um, you know, it took weeks more till we had that on paper. And then it took weeks more until it got turned around. And then it took about a month where that deal just died. And then about a week ago, it got brought back to life. And this is a startup, an extremely successful, extremely well-funded venture-backed startup that every single person watching this show knows. Uh, yet, nonetheless, uh, despite all of this being on paper, not signed yet, but all of it being agreed upon, all of the terms being agreed upon, everything being memorialized into a contract, that contract going back and forth two or three times at that point, despite all of that, everything being agreed upon, that buyer backed out of the deal. And then that deal was dead for a month. And then they came back about uh, uh, last week, week before, and said, look, we want to do the deal still, but we can't put 100% of the money up front. We'll pay 20% down and then, you know, give us till the end of the year to pay the balance. Um, uh, no, we're not the seller. We represent the buyer. Uh, so we have to then go and propose that to the seller who previously thought they were selling this domain, you know, for all cash up front, et cetera, right? So um, uh, now I'm trying to negotiate to keep that deal alive under these new terms with 20% down and the rest before the end of the year. Um, and it may or may not go through, but I think that's pretty, you know, it's, look, they have the money, right? Uh, their business will be affected, but they're not gonna get, they, they won't get put under. Somebody, it's like an Airbnb. I mean, it, if, even if their business goes to zero for six months, somebody will come in and put the backstop because when this is all over, they've got a great business that was doing amazingly before. So they're not going anywhere, but still, you know, they're pulling back. I mean, it's just, this is a, this is a liquidity crisis, right? Like you've got, you've got the health crisis, which is the virus itself, which is, you know, the catalyst, but, but really, you know, if we're speaking economically here, uh, we've got like three other crises happening um, that affect domain names uh, in a much bigger way. Are you finding that the, the, a lot of corporate people are working from home for the first time and it's communication within the corporate group itself is a nightmare? Are cluster. You, I mean, absolute cluster. Tess and I are working on a deal that's, definitely. I don't know how, it's like six months now. And it was moving slowly before. Now, again, it's like, we have an agreement. They're ready to go. But this is a big corporation. Everybody's working from home. There's no communication. It's like, you know, whereas you used to be able to get 10 people in a room, have a meeting, 20 minutes later, you have decisions. It's like, look, you know, the email goes to this person, then it gets passed to the next one, to the next one. Like, what used to take 20 minutes now takes 20 days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, anything you, any tips, anything you found to help move things along? I'm, I'm putting everyone on the thread at a company every time someone gets added to the discussion. As, as much as I hate that, 
it, it's not typical, but it, I find it is helping. I've got like, you know, one transaction right now with eight different people on the thread, two, two different deals, transactions at escrow.com, and the, the buyers haven't verified themselves tier three. Personal verified, but the, you know, the final step hasn't been taken. And right now they're debating who's going to take lead on handling the transaction, but this has been going on two and a half weeks with yeah. two transactions set up at escrow.com. Um, but I just, I'm putting everyone on the thread is all I'm doing. I mean, Drew, uh, Brian, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I would say politely following up every two to three days, staying at the top of their end. Is getting buried. Um, so just being politely persistent and being friendly and understanding at the same time. And Hey, you know, trying to help move this thing along. So, and, and to what you guys were saying earlier, I mean, March and April were really good for us, but, um, we also had a lot going on in January, February. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, we get everything moved and then, you know, so I think May will be interesting to see just new deals in the pipeline. Um, you know, I do an insane amount of outbound. And um, I mean, of course, people are always going to use COVID as a knee-jerk reaction to say no or reason. You know, if I was trying to buy something, I'd blame it on COVID so I could get a discount. So there's also a lot of that at play. So I don't Not in a lot of companies that uh, the PPP program uh, has gone broke twice. They got a new influx of cash. Tons of companies that haven't really suffered are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and so, so I think on the back end of this, companies will have money to spend. I mean, likely a lot of that money went to the top um, or will go to the top. So I think uh, we see this money resurface in the form of domain names. But um, in the form of inflation? A lot, a lot of them right now are just being cash. Right, exactly. So, but yeah, I think there's a lot of folks who are being hesitant to spend cash right now. But um, yes, we still keep putting names in front of them and see who bites. That's a good, good perspective, good approach. Um, so Brian, tell us, uh, what's the name you recently bought or sold? So this is one estates dot com estates.com like all right you bought it or sold it sold it okay so sold it. and your own How much information you want me to get for now no, this is that. for a client that's that it. Rep for, for, you were representing the seller okay yep you 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 represented the seller right right yes represented the seller okay estates.com I, I love that name i really wanted that name uh, you want to go, Dave, or you want me to go? Uh, give it a shot. All right, so estates.com. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 75 grand. I think it's worth more than that, uh, but, you know, got that COVID Is discount. Is that a price you would pay for it or a price you think it's sold for? Uh, I would pay probably like, 35 to 50 range. I, I, I think it's worth probably 250. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. You know, 150 to 250 range is about what it's, I think it's worth. Do you uh, think today it's worth 250 or, or in the long term? I mean, I, you know, I don't think that there's such a thing as a today value, right? Like I think 
basically, no matter what the asset class is, if you ask what's the value today, you know, it's like zero. It's like uh, uh, there's zero liquidity. We're in a liquidity crisis. So I think, you know, uh, you can't, I think you have to look at everything in a vacuum right now, I, you know, and then hope that there's a buyer uh, with some reasonable amount of luck with timing. But yeah, I don't think, I mean, look, you got a barrel of oil today to sell. You're gonna have to pay somebody to take it, right? That's just straight up. Exactly. Straight up. You got a barrel of oil? That shit is a liability. It's not an asset. So um, I think that basically most of the things that people call assets on the balance sheet right now are, are, are actually liabilities uh, until this whole thing gets worked out. So I'm not sure that anything has a has a real price right now. Drew, this is why we love you on the show. Um, all right, David, what are your thoughts? I think I, I think Drew nailed it. Like if this was a domain name I owned, I, I would want to try and get 150 or 250 thousand for it. Um, and I, I think Brian knows that too. So if he's representing you, you were representing the seller. Yeah, mm -hmm. Brian. Yep. Yeah. If you were representing the seller, I'm going to say you got them in in this market. 140 thousand is going to be my guess. All right, that's almost double Drew's guess. All right, Brian. Okay. So yeah, actually right in the, in the middle of you guys, that's kind of, so it was 90,000 was the, the final sale price. And um, so yeah, we, we had actually gotten the, uh, the listing along with a handful of other domains and um, we had done the research. We're about to do the outbound. And so put it up on our, our newsletter and actually ended up getting a, a full price. It was, it was listed for sale at 90,000. Um, on the newsletter and it sold at that price. So probably would have gone a little bit higher for outbound, but um, yeah, so that's how we sold it. So you had a I mean, so, so you sold it, so an investor paid uh, 90,000? Um, yeah, well, a newsletter has end users as well. So um, we are now actually selling a few other domains for the guy that bought it. So I think he's an investor slash end user with it. So, yeah. And I think there's a dot estate extension as well, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't yeah. seen many of those domains. So. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think there's a relationship in this purchase to the dot estate TLD? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Did that affect the pricing or what? No. The guy that owned it, he's had it for a while. It's been um, listed at that price for a while. And, um, you know, through uh, previous, you know, other uh, places. And, and uh, so we just had gotten the listing, liked the name, thought it was a fair price. And um, so, yeah, I think... Um, I think it was a, a fair price for everybody. Um, you know, it took a while for everything, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, for everything to go through. I mean, uh, what typically would have taken a handful of days took a few weeks, but. And same, same thing, took a handful of weeks because of slow communication and. Yeah, because we ended up having to sell it through, we couldn't use escrow.com. We had to use another platform and and uh, kind of a bigger platform and everybody was working remote and, you know, had to get a couple extra things, um, you know, with the deal had to they, be done. A bigger so. platform? What, what platform is bigger? 
for transacting a domain? Um, well, so basically it was and their program, you know, everybody was working remote, so we had to use them. Hey, you kind of break up a lot when you talk. What yeah. did you say? I said it was CEDO and- Ah, CEDO. Yeah, so it had to be done through CEDO and everybody was working remote. I mean, they were great and everything, it just, you know. Took a little time. Okay, yeah. all right, well, congrats, that's a good sale. Um, Estates.com. All right, Drew, how about you? Um, so I had one picked out, now I forgot, hold on. Well, I'm open to you doing two, just saying. I don't even think I have two to talk about. Uh, we do actually, I mean, uh, I, mean, I can talk about, we sold, we sold a couple names, uh, but, but they were public, so I don't know, probably everybody already knows what they sold for. Um, Let's do one of those and do one that uh, I'll do, I'll do a buy and sell. All right, so uh, uh, I don't know why I really like this domain. I just, we bought etho.com, E-T-H-O, E-T-H-O.com. And then I'll do a sale afterwards. Okay. E-T-H-O.com, etho, uh, media options purchase. Correct. Okay. Brian, David, what do you think the price? Brian, you want to take it first? Sure. I'm going to say, so this was a, a purchase. Um, my guess would be 40000 for Etho. So I, I, don't, I don't think, Drew, I don't I think, think somebody's doing a strip for testing. It's got that ETH in it. It doesn't end in an X, and I don't know how much you like the O's at the end of something, but you're grinning like, you know, you feel like you really got something there. I'm grinning because, I'm grinning because Tess is laughing like, like nonstop, and I, I, I try to think about what could possibly get funny. My <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what, I, what, what was in my mind. You just did oh. tell us, first of all. I <laughs> know. Oh, what I had in my mind was far more graphic. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifteen, yeah. twelve to fifteen thousand. He's not gonna say anything, but this sorry, David. This is my fourteen-year-old Victor, and he has little Victor, Captain America. <laughs> hey, Victor. Right. Hey, Victor. You don't know it, man, but you just got you just got you just became famous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Victor. There's only a first impression once. I think you should sure. come and do a proper introduction. I kicked him out already. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. No, he's, he, I mean, oh, I don't know how much I should say. Um, yeah, these teenagers and their memes and their free time. I have to say, you know what? This whole quarantine or whatever you call it, it is a lot of fun with my teenagers. They are hilarious and all the, things that they hold back on normally, they're just like, whatever. So when I asked somebody to guess a price, I didn't even know Victor was awake. It's only 9 a.m. here. And Victor comes running in the room and he's going, 69, 69. <laughs> so that's why I was laughing. It's just, I don't know. So back to our regularly scheduled program. David, I'm sorry, you had a serious and thoughtful guess on the price. Um, <laughs> I, 
I think I said somewhere around 15,000, 12, 15, 18,000 on the buy side. But I mean, it's got that ETH in there and I'm not, I'm not as strong on some of the crypto currency names, but those crypto markets are down right now. I don't, does the O mean anything, Drew? Uh, in the industry? Is it, is it as good as an X at the end for crypto or? No, I mean, for just crypto like specifically, ETHO. Well, well, so ETHO is a word in, in and of itself. Uh, 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 not necessarily commonly used in English, but it is, it is, a, it is a word. Um, and it's a word in multiple languages. And no and, matter what, it, it, it connotes ethics, right? And I, that's what yeah. I hear bet between. Yeah, it's kind of short, kind of short for ethos. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the root of ethics. And, um, but yeah, you're, you're, uh, what Dave is saying is sort of the other reason why I really like this name is that I've said many times, I like names that have multiple, you know, can go in multiple directions. They have optionality. I love optionality. Hence, media options. And um, this name is ETH, as in Ether, like like the cryptocurrency, um, or Ethereum. And um, uh, and then O could be online, or it could be, you know, whatever. I don't know, Ether office, or Ether, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think the O adds as much value, other than that it, you know, I guess it's probably among, let's say, the five best letters to put on the end of a random acronym. Um, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily add a ton of value from the crypto standpoint. But definitely, that, that definitely was on my mind as a possible sort of gateway for this thing. So I, I guess I'd stick with 15 to 20,000 then. I might raise it up to 20. I mean, I'm kind of liking the name. It is, it is a cool name. So isn't this where we ask, Tess? All right. So. This is the moment. Should I get Victor in here? <laughs> no. So I got it for five grand. Oh, which I thought dang. was an amazing deal. Yeah. ETHO.com for five grand? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a steal. Yeah. Pronounceable yeah. one word, four letter.com. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for five grand. <laughs> I can no fund it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is pretty much, pretty much what happened, right? So. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Uh, actually, you know what? Somebody brought it to me and I had to pay them 1500 bucks. So actually I have 6,500 into it. Um, but still, yeah. <laughs> we'll be fine. Extraordinary. We'll be fine. And that again uh, is just from your reputation of being a very quick buyer that they know they'll get a quick cash. Yeah. Yep, I stand by it. Nobody pays faster than us. Nobody. I, I dare you. I dare you to show me somebody who can pay faster. That's, uh, that makes all ethos. the difference in the world. My you ethos. better accept it right off, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that makes being able to pay same, same day, day makes all the yeah. difference in making, getting somebody to make a decision sometimes. Yep. I mean, absolutely. Totally. Getting a deal done like that. And did they yep. bring it to you at and that was. Yeah, 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 I didn't negotiate. That was that was the that was literally the price. Um, I was kind of like, you know, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, I have a question yeah. about that. But last time that happened though was even better. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, I think I actually did talk about it on a domain sure, but at some point. But we got 
I mean, unbelievable. This was actually an episode. I remember Frank Schilling was actually on that episode because when I brought it up, Frank was like, what? And he was like, that's a $500,000 domain. And I bought it, I got it for like five grand. Um, but I'm not going to mention it because then it ends it up in the, uh, in the, in the, you know, uh, whatever. And then people find it. And then when I go to sell it and somebody comes back and says, you paid five grand, I'm not paying you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Brian, were we cutting you off? Did you have something to say? I do. I was offer would have been kind of bold, but if they came to you with that, that price, then Hey, it's, yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah. 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 Um, and when you get an offer of a domain like that at a price like that, do you do some extra um, research to make sure that it's a valid offer or a valid seller or how does that affect things? Uh, so if it was some random person, then yes, but this is somebody I've bought a lot of domains off of. So, um, wait a minute, then who the middleman or the actual seller? Or both, because why? Then why was there a middleman? Oh, the seller, I had no clue. This was off the middleman. Okay, so you trust that the middleman did his research? Yeah, I mean, I, I I did my you know due diligence just to make sure that this was you know the the actual seller on the other side. But, okay, uh, so you, you just know, did your standard due diligence, which is pretty thorough anyway. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Congrats that, uh, congrats slash we're all jealous. Um, and what's, what's your, what's your other one? Thanks for throwing in a second one for us. All right. So, uh, the other one is cappuccino.com. Cappuccino. And, and this is a cell, a cell. Mm. But first spell it for me. If you can. I don't know if I know how to spell it. C-A-P-P-U-C-C-I-N-O.com. Okay, and that's the correct C A P P U C C I N O. I think that's right. I don't know. Okay, and that's whatever it is. It's the correct spelling of the word cappuccino. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, man. All right, uh, David, you got to guess first this time. Okay, so first off, I, I'm not living in Europe, and I don't think I would have spelled cappuccino correctly. I checked you while you were saying it, Drew, and you spelled it right. <laughs> I don't know on is my that right. C a p p u c c i n o. Yes, it is. C a p p u c c i n o. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's an it's an awesome domain name. On the sell side, was this one of yours or for a uh, broker? This is one we own. Names? Yeah, this is one we own. We bought this one from the great Elliot Silver. Okay. Uh, I, I I will I will actually say that this is the first. I love you, Elliot. I really do. I sincerely love you. You're one of my favorite people in the domain name industry. I doubt you're even actually watching this, so it probably doesn't matter. However, this is the first time I've ever, and I've bought a, quite a number of domain names from Elliot over the years, over the many, many, many years. Uh, I think this is truly the first time I've ever made money buying a domain name off Elliot. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Uh, so literally, this was a very, very a, a sweet sale. Uh, I won't say more than that. But, well, we want to uh, know if it paid for all the others or not. Uh, probably I mean, not. It, it's such a great name. I mean, I don't know who you sold it to. I'm not going to look, but uh, I'll say 125000 Okay. It. All right. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to go strong on it. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is a six-figure uh, domain name. Um, not crazy about the spelling. Um, it is, 
It is interesting because it looks like it went to a, uh, a restaurant group, which um, historically, from my experience, they don't seem, seem to uh, spend a ton of money on uh, domains. But um, yeah, I mean, I like the six figures. Um, I would say uh, 110. Okay, you two are pretty close. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that you guys are spot on in terms of what is it worth. Uh, I sold it for a lot less than that just because, uh, number one, uh, I knew that this was the buyer. Uh, this is literally the buyer. There is, there is yeah. only one buyer for this name, and that was who was on the line. Uh, it sold through Sato. Uh, so I, I $49,000. Their, their credit. Yeah, forty nine grand. So um, I think that I undersold it, but we, you know, we doubled our money and we doubled our money in the midst of, you know, a major uh, uh, liquidity crisis. And uh, as Brian alluded to, I mean, honestly, so I actually, so, so, so the group Cappuccino, there's, there's more of a story here, but so Cappuccino, the, the, the group, um, uh, literally owns a bunch of coffee shops. They have other things as well. Um, but the brand Cappuccino is, is a variety of coffee shops. It started in Mallorca, Spain, where I got married to my wife 15 years ago. Mm. And where I've spent, you know, a lot of time. And so I know their restaurants. I know these places very, very well. And when I bought Cappuccino.com, it was in the back of my head, like, oh, I wonder if they'll ever buy it. But kind of jokingly, because I was like, yeah, fucking cafes, they're never gonna buy this thing. And then in the midst of this freaking liquidity crisis, when all the restaurants are closed, these guys stepped up and bought this. So I was like, whoa, I can't believe that. So anyways, I just kind of was like, all right, whatever. Uh, I just let them have it, basically. Uh, that was it, I, I just said, forget it. I'm not, a, you know, it's yours. You guys wanna step up in the midst of a liquidity crisis? Give me 49 grand, it's yours, done. So. I actually am very happy with that sale, number one, because I truly would, prior to selling that to me, I could not spell cappuccino. Uh, number two, uh, I really don't think that there's another buyer at that level or more. Uh, and number three, because I literally, I don't know how many domains and how much money I've spent buying those domains from Elliott Silver, and I've never, ever sold one for a profit. So I feel really, really, really good about uh, making back some of that money. Yeah, that's definitely good. Good one. Yeah, congrats. So any thoughts on why a restaurant group would step up in the middle of something like this? No, but I would love to know. Like, I really would love to speak with them because, you know, it, it shows strength uh, or stupidity, one or the other. It, 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 so um, I don't know, you know, there, I, I really don't know. I have no explanation. Uh, you know, if I was their investor or if I was on their board, I'd be like, who's the idiot that authorized this, you know? But um, I'm glad they did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a great show about how domains have value. People buy it and then we ask, who's the idiot? Who <laughs> well, you know, hey, it's not actually true, right? Because I, I don't have insight into their balance sheet, right? Maybe they've got a really strong balance sheet. Maybe they've got expansion plans and if that's the case, then 
they just made a genius decision because they bought this domain for, you know, at max half of what I would have sold it for without, you know, this crisis. So uh, if this crisis hadn't happened, they would have paid 100 or 150 or they would have just never even gotten the domain. And so, you know, yes, I am absolutely unequivocally sitting here saying that, you know, they're either, uh, you know, naive or stupid or, you know, whatever. While they can't even earn revenue. But that being said, you know, uh, it, 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 we don't know what is going on behind the scenes and it might've been genius, right? So, um, that's the beauty of playing armchair quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to buy a domain name, now is the time to buy it for these type companies. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you got the cash and that's, you know, this is kind of what I, I was laughing before when we were talking about this, um, because I think it was you, Brian said, like, you know, if I'm trying to buy something, even if I'm not even affected, right? If I'm a company and I'm getting a handout from the government, my business is fine, right? Like I'm not laying anybody off. Like then uh, this is a great time to be buying domains. This is a great time to be buying assets because you're going to get that tailwind. You're going to get that discount. Um, so it's a great time to be bold. It, you know, the, the, the saying fortune favors the bold. It was made for times like this because being bold whenever, when others are being timid is what gets you ahead of the path, right? Um, but nonetheless, uh, I still have no clue why a restaurant group is buying a $50,000 domain name in the midst of the worst crisis in the last hundred years. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, congrats, it's a great sale. Um, good job. Um, let's take a moment here um, we'll talk about our advertisers for today's show who support us in our mission to educate folks in the domain name industry. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. So it's time to move on to the marketplace list. This segment is sponsored by namejet.com. We're reviewing domain names heading to auction soon. Um, this is a little bit different than what we've done in the past just because there are two groups of domains. Um, so there are some registry reserve names that are going live on Namejet around May 6th. This is a, a brand new announcement of what they're doing. Um, they don't have all the details hammered out, but they wanted to present it to you Sherpas. Um, they picked three out of a larger group. Um, um, they don't know the final number yet that will go live on Namejet around May 6th, but we have three in here that we're gonna review. Fake.news, online.university, and my.domains. And then we're also going to review just the regular names on Namejet that are just regular auction. Um, we have a handful of those, 2.net, 1.org, and the rest are .com. So, um, Brian, uh, what stands out to you on this list? Uh, what would you recommend a newer investor acquire? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts here? 
And you want me to talk about the newer, uh, any of the lists there you mentioned? Anything on the list that stands out, I just wanted to differentiate to our audience that there are two different types of names on the list. Gotcha, yep. So let's see, with fake.news, it's a little uh, too timely. I mean, unless you're gonna get a Democratic party to pay for it, which you probably won't. Um, not as crazy about that one. Online.university is great, um, kind of generic. Uh, too generic, maybe. I mean, onlineuniversity.com is not in use. Uh, that would probably be my first choice, uh, is going after the uh, onlineuniversity.com. Um, these are just my opinion, so not, you know, saying anything that uh, they're not good domains, but just kind of my take on them. Um, but some of the ones that I did like on the list, I liked, um, I say I pronounce it Siz, S-I-Z.com, um, you know, sell the sizzle, not the steak. So I like the Siz.com, I think is a really good one. Uh, I think NARC is a good uh, pronounceable short name, but it does have a negative connotation. Uh, but again, for a, you know, four letter pronounceable, um, not as good as Etho, of course, but uh, um, ever, evergo.com, it's a great brand. Um, ever is actually a great prefix, you know, for a, um, a lot of great domain names and, and obviously go as well. Evergo is, that's a really, really good two word, uh, .com, my opinion. And then um, superstar.net, um, I think is, is another good one. So I think if you're an investor, I'd probably go with something like um, Evergo or maybe even uh, superstar.net or sys.com if, you know, because that would definitely would go in the five figures. That would be a great uh, three-letter.com to pick up. So that's, that's my take. Thanks, Brian. You have any thoughts on pricing that you would recommend or look at for those, especially superstar.net? What do you think? You mean if they got it, what they would turn around and sell it for? Uh, if you want, but more than that, what I meant was what you would recommend a newer investor be willing to invest in something like that. that got it. Okay. Um, I would say if you could probably scoop that one up for under a couple grand, um, would be a good buy. Um, with is would probably likely go somewhere in the, I don't know, maybe high teens, low twenties, maybe. Uh, not sure. I hadn't really followed those on um, Namejet recently, but okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be what else. Good advice. Thanks. Cool, man. All right, Drew. What are your thoughts? Uh, so yeah, pretty similar. I mean, uh, I don't really love any of the names to be honest with you. Uh, I like je.net just cause I like two letter domains. I like two letter.com.nets.orgs. It's just scarcity is always going to be your friend. Um, uh, Superstar.net is kind of cool. I don't know what the use case is or who the buyer is, but I just kind of like it. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a three-letter guy. I love three-letter.coms, but you know, and, and Sizz is kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, but I think it's tough. I think it's a hard sell. Like, like you know, it's like it has. To, you got to find somebody that likes that as a brand to be called Sizz. And I think that's going to be a hard sell um, because otherwise it's just a typo of size or like, you know, sizzle, you know, 
it's I think it's, I think it's a I think you're you're sitting on that one for 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 a while before you get uh, you know, find your buyer. Um, but I think you're probably right about what it, it sells for. All these high teens. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really don't like any of these other names. I, basically, JE.net, Superstar.net. Those are really the only names I like. Um, I like Smart Research. Um, what price? But you know, I, I like it at sixty-nine dollars. I like it at maybe a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. That's it. Not more than that. Uh, because I think it's, you know, it's a name that sells for 2,500 to five grand someday in the future, you know, in the next 10 years, over the course of the next 10 years, I'm pretty sure I'd sell smartresearch.com for, you know, 2,500 to five grand. Um, but that means I need to be into it for, you know, 250 bucks or less to sit on that for 10 years uh, and make it worthwhile. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see anything else I like on here. I mean, Dean.org, I, I just like all ubiquitously, any reasonably popular first name, .net, .org, .com, obviously .com, but uh, they're just great domains. You know, it's like, I have no idea, but there's probably 100,000 people named Dean in the world. And I guarantee you that at least one or 100 of them will give you five, 10 grand so that dean.org can be their email address. I like this. There is, I promise you, there's one out there. It uh, doesn't mean it's easy to find that person, but you know, if you've got a long enough time period, that person will probably show up. Or if you want to do the work, you'll find them. I want to um, talk about the markets that are doing well right now. Um, not at this minute, but since you brought it up, I think EDU is one of them. And, um, and when I saw Dean.org, I was thinking about some type of organizational platform for schools, universities, something like that. Um, so I like that one a little more for those reasons. Um, does that affect your thoughts about it? Not really. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't, uh, school governance, you know, maybe, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's too governancey and not enough yeah. like actual people need to log in and use it. Fair enough. Okay, David. As for the new TLDs, I, I do like my.domains. Um, but, you know, it's like I like that domain because I would use it internally as a tool. Um, you know, maybe it would make a domain registrar brand, right? But I don't know. I sell that on Namejet. Like, how much is that going to fetch on Namejet? Right? Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, a couple grand maybe for super lucky. Uh, fake news. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, it's like, it's one of those names. It's like, I, I bought fake, fake dot news for like a thousand bucks just because it's like, you know, talk about it at a cocktail party. Uh, right. You know, that cocktail party that we're going to have in two years from now. Uh, uh, but it's like, you know, it's a cocktail party name. It's like, I own fake news. And it's like, right. whoa. But am I ever going to sell it? No. Is there a real use case for it? Not really. Like, you know, you're going to, it'll be the onion, right? Like, sell it to the onion. Um, I, I just don't know. Like, what do you do with fake.news, right? Like, like, 
you know, it's one thing to be pushing out fake news that gets clickbait, right? But if you are decidedly fake news, then nobody's going to come read your shit. So I just don't think that there's a market for fake news. I just don't. What do you do with it? Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, David, you're up. Okay, so uh, taking the registry names first, the fake.news, online.university, my.domains, um, I, I, I'm pretty consistent here. The, if you own fake.news, you better own fakenews.com. Uh, after Panda and Penguin in 2011, 2012, the, and, and we've all over the past 10, 15 years seen people invest more heavily than just the one-off names in .tel, .mobi, .biz, .info, and now there's .news, .university, .domains. I think you know, like Drew said, you know, maybe something 500 or a thousand bucks to talk about at a cocktail party, but you know, he's half serious because if it goes to a thousand bucks, my guess is you're going to be like, you know what? It's really not worth that. And I know Namejet's a big sponsor and they, and they, they make their money selling the whales of each of these TLDs, but that's the only reason they spent $180,000 in the first place is to sell 50 of the primo registration names like that and hope that's going to get them out of the $180,000 if they didn't get into a bidding war to get that TLD in the first place. Uh, I don't think anybody on the domain investor side really can make a lot of money buying a lot of .news, .university, .domains names. You know, you get lucky when you buy something that ends up being big like meet.me, um, you know, and that just turns out to be somebody wants that as the brand. But I, I, don't, I don't see any value in those. And I, I kind of agree with Drew on the, the overall list. I mean, nothing, nothing would make me feel like I had to watch the auction to definitely get something. I mean, the, the SIZ.com, you know, it's got value because it's one of those 17,000 three-letter.coms. JE.net, 676 two-letter.coms, two-letter.nets, two-letter.orgs. I mean, those, those have value to me. Um, it's funny, dean.org, uh, this is one of those cases where, you know, tests for your group that's listening here, uh, the, the viewers, you know, they need to know Estebot gets it really wrong sometimes. I mean, Estebot puts this at a $1,400, $1,480 appraised value, and there's, there's no way it sells that low. Uh, there is absolutely somebody out there named Dean, okay, they're, you know, tens of thousands of guys out there with the name Dean, there are dozens of them that would pay five grand to have Dean.org. Okay. Mm -hmm. There may be a couple that would pay more than 10 grand or 15 grand. And if you wait, you know, buy it right and just sit and wait the five years for somebody to approach you uh, or fill out the information on a lander, you can make money on a name like that for sure. Uh, it's always been interesting to me that guys' names sell for at least double girls names, uh, .coms, uh, but the others, the .orgs and the .biz and the .nets also. Um, and it's because the guys are the ones that buy name.coms um, for the most ego. part. It's all about the ego. What it's, about, um, I mean, let's, you know, who owns Drew.com? I mean, you kind of kind of ask some, that, right? some douchebag with an enormous What's ego. What's that? Some douchebag with a huge ego. <laughs> That's all about ego. Hey, look, I'm I just actually so 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 just just because this list is really boring. I'm gonna throw another one out there for you guys to guess. I'm I'm just vetoing this fucking list. <laughs> so uh, 
I just bought this domain on uh, GoDaddy Auctions. Noego.com. Noego.com. I literally just got it today. I, 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 I don't know if it closed yesterday, but I just got an email from GoDaddy saying I won the domain. Noego.com. Well, I think we should applaud you for buying Noego.com. I'm, I'm working. I, 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 I'm literally, and I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to be super ignorant here, but I'm literally like, that's something I'm very much trying to work on is they they have not updated it actually it's not showing up in their uh in their free appraisal tool yet which is surprised i didn't i don't know how long it takes them to update it but you know it'll be there yeah well i uh, love the name i know you got a guess no appraisal tools i'm not allowed to do that no um two three four thousand well, this, this is the bonus round anyway so it's a cool two word dot com um i'd say four grand Okay. Yeah, I would guess a couple grand, maybe 2,500. I mean, you and I had this conversation, Drew, when um, I was selling ego.com. And I think, um, yeah, the understanding of the ego um, is, you know, there's such more of an awareness now of, uh, you know, what the ego is and, and how it affects our lives. And so I think we're just now starting to get into the, you know, people understanding that. So no mm -hmm. ego a ton of opportunity there but um you know i'm sure you probably got it for you know under three grand yeah 2200 bucks i think yeah 20 I, let me just let me see i think it was 2200 bucks it's a good price i actually dropped I, I dropped a uh, it looks like yeah on the 23rd five days ago i put a i put a proxy bid and then i just i completely forgot about it and then i got an email today 20, oh, David, you're you're almost spot on. Twenty three seventy five. Twenty three seventy five. So you guys were both right there. Good job. Oh, go. That's a great pickup. I want to see. I wonder what it was before. While you look that up, um, Brian, um, tell us about ego.com. When were you brokering that? How did it go? Um, let's see. So I think we worked out for about four months. We don't currently have that one anymore. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, there was a decent amount of companies that used, uh, like E dash go, um, they weren't really using it for how we're talking about here. Um, the companies that would spend that I did, you know, try and, uh, get something through to uh, Oprah, but to no avail, uh, cause she talks about it all the time. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it wasn't anything super. Uh, you know, a lot of dash go type um, renewable energy stuff kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, it's neat when you're brokering a domain, especially a three letter, and you see all sorts of different use cases that are possible. Mm -hmm. uh, but no ego, I think that's a great um, uh, growing awareness that people have and are trying to transition towards. So that could be really, really interesting. I think that'd sell well. What do you think that'll sell for anybody? I don't know. I would say sit on that one for a while. I'd say the, the real value will come, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road, but. Hmm. Okay. Drew, what were you going to say? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough, I think it's, tough to put a value on. I guess I'd put it in the brandable category of 
you know, probably 15 to 25. Um, uh, so funny, look, if you look, uh, if you look at uh, the old website in archive.org, they, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know what they did exactly, but there's they they were selling a hat that had the word ego with a you know the you know like the no smoking sign the circle with the cross, and uh, you know so it was ego with the with the the circle with the cross through it, and they've got tons of celebrities wearing this hat like Elton Brand, Aaron Brockovich, I don't know who Candy Statton is, Coach Tom Izzo, you got Queen Latifah on here. Uh, so I don't know what these people were. Sustain display in safe code no reverse. Well, it looks like there's two end users that use it as well. There's a um, an eyeglass company out of France, Parasite Design, that uh, called No Ego, and then there's a uh, coffee company in Australia that uses that. Um, so there are actually already some end users for it. Mm, definitely sounds like it'll go bigger, I think, than either of those in the long term. Very interesting. Goodbye, Drew. I like it. Uh, although I think every one of us, if you had to pick, no ego or, or uh, etho, <laughs> which one would you buy? <laughs> that was a really good one. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I'm torn on the subject of ego. You know, I also still stand by, uh, you know, Jay-Z. I just always come back to Jay-Z, you know. Uh, and it's like, what does he say? He says, uh, Sometimes you need your ego. You got to remind these fools who they're fucking with, and we got Ethans too, right? And you know, it's like the ego serves you well sometimes. So you, you know, you got to try and suppress it. But then there's times in your life where you just got to let that ego shine. Absolutely true. Uh, All right, we're gonna way back, way back. No ego was best internet communications. A couple iterations of this thing. You can learn some funny. I love archive.org, by the way. Anybody who's out there bored during this uh, thing, I mean, you can lose years to archive.org. It's just like going down the rabbit hole in archive.org is like, there's just nothing else like it. I think we all have lost years in archive.org. Yeah, I have. I've legitimately lost years of my life. No quarantine to blame it on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a pause. Um, before we go into the next section, um, I'd like to tell you about our advertisers who support us in our educational mission. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. Time for our third section, but this has been a funky review. I think it's been great. Um, we already talked a little bit about the high-end domain market versus the um, lower-end domain market. Seems to be kind of business as usual, but the high-end market is really different. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? Um, I think we've had a lot of different subjects come up that I'm like, well, let's talk about that in a little bit. Um, Drew, get us started. You always got something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I have anything really new. Um, 
you know, uh, I would say one of the interesting observations that I've made um, the last few weeks is that even though unequivocally, you know, sales are down, revenues are down, uh, you know, um, deal cycle is being extended, you know, instead of the three, four months it's taking, it's taking five, six, seven, eight months, you know, uh, uh, will yet to be determined. Uh, so, uh, but at the same time, what I think is really interesting is that kind of like Bitcoin in a sense, and I don't want to go too far down that, 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 that analogy, but kind of like Bitcoin where there's been, um, you know, a lot of people talking about, oh, the, the price is going to go down, the price is going to go down. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I actually believe it will momentarily go down before going up. You got to go down in order to go up. Um, I think domains are sort of, uh, so, so that hasn't happened to the extent that people believed it would, meaning the price hasn't dropped in, 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 in Bitcoin the way that the general public sort of thought it would, or the, the armchair quarterbacks thought it would. And the reason for that is that as some of these cycles have played out and prices have dropped by 80%, it, it flushes out the weak hands. And domain names is a much more mature, or, or well, not much more, but more mature asset class than, than Bitcoin. And I, again, I think the same thing that we've we had, you know, 2001.com bubble crash. We had the financial crisis of 2008 through 2010. We had some, you know, economic proclivities in 2015-16. So we've got, we've had, you know, a series of events. Well, you know, also, you know, the downfall of parking in 2008 through 2010 caused a major flush out of, of uh, domain holders. And so we've had a plus on top of that, a series of portfolio sales. So through all of that, we flushed out a lot of the weak hands. And what I mean by weak hands is, you know, people who are holding on to a lot of the great names, um, they're, they're, these are strong investors from a financial standpoint. The majority of domains, the majority of the top tier names in the world today are held by corporations or strong investors. There are many exceptions, but they are exceptions and not the rule. The majority of great domains are in the hands of strong investors. And the majority of Bitcoin today is in the hands of strong investors. There is not a lot of weak investors holding Bitcoin today. Uh, and if they are, they'll get flushed out with a small drop in price, a 10%, 20% drop, we'll wipe these people out of the market. But the strong hands own the vast majority. And so any downward price movements uh, are, are short term. There's no, there is no ability to drive down market prices on a, a, a like a sustained level. And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much 100% positive about that. So um, what's interesting, that was a really long intro to my observation, which is that over the last few weeks, I've noticed that even though business is way down, even though offers are coming in short, even though people are receiving offers and 
lowering offers. And despite all of that, I'm, what I'm not seeing is lower domain prices. Like what I'm not seeing is the, the really good domains that are out there coming down in price. Like, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, offer 10% or 20% discount, et cetera, just to try and draw some. But that's not, you know, that's, especially in an illiquid market like domain names, 10 or 20% is a, a, it doesn't mean anything because your price is really, uh, in most cases, fairly uh, ambiguous. So um, I think it's really interesting that there's been very little downward momentum, downward pressure on prices of top tier domains, even if demand uh, has subsided. And what that tells me is that, um, you know, the, my bullish sentiments on the top of the domain, on the top part of the domain name market is, uh, we're, we're probably well-founded. And on the back of this thing, whatever that might be, I think that we are gonna see an absolute bonkers, and I really mean this, I really, I'm not trying to like talk my book here. I'm not, I, I, I am talking my book because we are holders of a lot of very premium demands. And so, you know, full disclosure, I benefit if the price goes up. But that being said, you know, ignoring that bias, I'm really just trying to be honest here. Um, I, I really, I'm super, super bullish about domain names, premium domain names on the backside of this market. Uh, maybe even just all domain names, because I think there's a few things that we're gonna see flushed out of this. And that is like new use cases for domains uh, from an identity standpoint, from a wallet standpoint, we're gonna see crypto boom. Well, before this, this, this whole thing flushes out, uh, uh, you know, we're going to see massive inflation before this whole thing flushes out. So I think domain prices go up in a major, major way. Like, 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 you know, I'm not talking about a 10 or 20% increase in price. I'm talking about literally domain names emerging onto the world stage as a, a really significant asset class. Not, you know, we're not talking about like stocks and bonds and real estate, but, but a meaningful alternative asset class. Um, and, uh, and I think we could be looking at, you know, three to 500% increases in domain names over the next, let's say five years. Um, hey. It's a little bit pushed back, but, but I really, I'm not kidding. I think we're going to see an explosion in the value because domain names remains one of the last encumbered asset classes on the face of the planet. And when I say encumbered, I mean by debt, right? We're in the midst of the worst debt crisis in human history. And so in a first world country. And so uh, as that plays out, the, the, the world's financial system is going to be desperately seeking unencumbered hard assets. And domain names represent the underlying asset of the only, the, so the fastest growing and the only growing economy on the planet, which is the digital economy. So I really have a hard time finding any argument contrary to that. I think that if there's anything that we know, it's that the digital economy happens faster and it happens bigger than we thought prior to COVID-19. And uh, all of that is, is super bullish for domain names. The only thing that I'm not bullish on about domain names is that the result of this is it gonna be a consolidation of industries. Like, like let's just look at retail, that's the easy one. Um, you know, if let's just, I'm pulling out totally random bullshit numbers. Let's say that there's, you know, 5,000, you know, 
major retailers, big box retailers in the world, um, you know, there might be 10 when this is all done because, you know, Amazon will add 30% market share. Costco will add, you know, some chunk of market share. Walmart will add some chunk of market share. Home Depot will add some chunk of market share. You know, the big players will add market share and the small and medium players won't exist anymore. And um, that's not, not necessarily a good thing uh, for domain names because it means less companies and less companies mean less domains. And so, um, and the more you consolidate power within an industry, it also inhibits innovation and new entrants into that market because the moat gets wider. And so, um, you know, that will inhibit a little bit of, of venture capital into new industries. Um, but at the same token, we're going to see a you know, healthcare becomes a new defense. You're going to have trillions invested into healthcare. There's going to be bazillions of new healthcare startups. There's going to be bazillions of new startups in AI, in drones, in all of these things that help automation, help digitalization, help, you know, uh, people work from home, right? All this stuff is going to boom. It's going to create new companies. There'll be demand there. So I think, you know, maybe, I think my thesis is right. I think it just might have to pick your pockets. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% on that. A couple of things I think um, to add to what you're saying is that I think what, um, and I'm telling this to a lot of potential buyers when they give me the COVID objection, I'm saying that, well, that's, this is an old Brian Trace uh, trick. He was an old school life insurance guy, but he would always say whatever their objection is, is exactly the reason they should get it and and i feel the same way is that when they tell me that COVID is the reason they can't buy it i'm like actually COVID is exactly the reason you should buy it because right now you are seeing these companies that require face-to-face -face interaction in order to make money they're not making money you know and we've we've seen for years the the, the downward spiral of retail yep. and if you don't have a way to make money online, um and own that relationship then you don't really have a sustainable future. The other point I wanted to make too, along with what you're saying, is that um, uh, I think Amazon was, um, and, and don't quote me specific numbers on this, but I think they were sued because they're um, you know, starting to form businesses based on these affiliate relationships. Um, and so all these people that have companies, online companies that they sell products through Amazon, Amazon is creating competing businesses and driving them away. So again, to the point of you need to own the relationship with a customer. If all of your revenue comes through affiliate ads through Amazon, 100%. you're not sustainable. You need to own your yep. own com. And then the last thing I would add is just what I've seen um, is the increase of startups being uh, formed around personal branding um, and people, you know, starting companies through, you know, a website generating money with some type of product or service or coaching or whatever it may be and branding around their personal name or, or some version of that. So um, I agree with you 100%. And I think when we do come on the other side of this, which is uh, probably sooner rather than later, um, it just creates more of an awareness of, look, you got to make money online. And what's the first thing you need? You need a piece of land, and it's called a domain name. So. Yep. Well, well said, as always, Brian. Um, 
so, well, first, David, anything you want to add? I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, Drew, you mentioned the word thesis. Um, this guy's work ended up being pretty much largely forgotten, but uh, he, it's still on the internet. I found the URL that you have to type in to get to it. I'm going to send it over in this chat. But Thies Lindenhall, about 10 years ago, did research comparing the price of domain names, over 200,000 domain name sales. Okay, he got all his data from Ron at the time. He compared them to sales week to week and also looking at the stock markets, the New York, the Nikkei, and the London indexes. And he noticed the trend that the prices people were getting for domain names were down when the markets were down that week. They were up when the markets were up that week at steeper slopes. The, 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 he basically did a thesis paper getting his master's or his PhD writing this paper about comparing domain names to real estate. Cito hired him, okay? He helped them with their evaluation tool for a while, and then he ended up uh, getting his PhD and then going into real estate. So he's no longer even in the domain industry. But this, okay. this website he put together 10, 15 years ago, it's still there with the re link to the research paper that documents this. If, if somebody took the data from the past 10 years and added, I guarantee you, you're gonna see trends week to week, month to month, with the domain name sale prices we get, okay, and that people get following the stock markets globally, because he pretty much, it, I mean, you can't really prove anything 100% scientifically, but he pretty much documented that the prices people get for this asset class that we're, we're making a living with follow the markets. So this year, based on that thesis paper, okay, this is the year to buy. Um, yeah. And, and if somebody's coming to you and saying, I really have to have this domain name, well, this is the price. Well, that's nuts in today's market. Well, it's not for sale. So if you want to, if you want it, this is the price. You know, I, I had the auction exactly. going for batteries.com. I took it offline. I lose 50 grand in revenue, okay, with this auction. Then all of a sudden, the, the coronavirus and the economy hit. So, you know, I had people register and bid for the auction at the beginning. But the ones that registered and bid at the end, the prices were ridiculous. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, the market is what it is. Well, I started marketing this thing like, you know, it end of third quarter last year. So I don't have to sell it. I'll just put it back in the drawer. Thanks. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm seeing prices getting offered on the name like that, that really reflect the market. Um, you know, so right now, just like you're saying, is the time to, it's the time to double down. Uh, any of us here, anybody that has been, has been in this business long enough, you've seen the, the down markets in 2008 or the bubble bursting in 2000 or the, you know, the, the middle of the decade, 2014 and 15, when we hit a little slump. But we're in that right now again. Uh, but the markets are cyclical. Things are going to come back. But now's the time to do that value-based buying. Um, you know, so I couldn't agree with you more strongly, but about the thesis that you threw out. Uh, which is which is what made me go down the uh, Yeah, I can't wait to read this uh, this paper. So he was the guy behind the IDNX back in the yes. day. Yes, yes. And I I thought at one point he shared the paper with me, but I can't find it right now. Um, it's behind a paywall. You can't get to it. Spend ten fifteen bucks. I mean, it's you yeah. know it, it's it's not an exciting read, but it's it is a very relevant to it's what Cito used with their algorithm to try and price names. They ended up hiring this guy just to help him, just to help them get things, get a handle on things. I mean, mm -hmm. he slipped through the cracks or he'd be working with GoDaddy right now. 
Yeah. They would have made him an offer to have him leave Europe, come to the U.S. and work with GoDaddy, you know, um, you know, because he, he really is probably the guy that rolled his sleeves up and did as much as anyone outside of probably the team at GoDaddy that's put together their algorithm now uh, to, to track domain sales. Wow. Yeah. And we'll put that in the, uh, in the show notes for sure. And if you can get me a link to where you pay the 15 or 20 bucks, let me know. And we'll add that too. So, um, so you guys are seeing, you know, some, some poor fellow spent $4,000 yesterday on COVID domains. Uh, we're all seeing that a bit. Let's talk to those folks for a minute. Um, number one, stop buying new registrations of any COVID or coronavirus domain. Um, what, so we're saying this is the time to buy. Let's qualify that a little. So I'm. Hold on. Uh, I, okay, no, sorry. No. Go ahead. No, what do you have to say? Yeah, you, uh, you, you sparked something in me that I wasn't even going to bring up. Uh, I debated a couple of days ago about whether to bring this up, but I, I'm going to bring it up just because I'm feeling feisty. And, and it really is something I feel strongly about. Uh, I'm not sure how all of you feel about it. Chances are you probably don't feel how I feel about it, but I do feel strongly about it. So I'm going to say this. Um, I am extremely disappointed in our industry um, because I think they've taken this like, I don't know, it kind of follows the general culture, which, you know, unfortunately, but it's just sort of like, uh, 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 what do they call this um, value signaling or no, what is the, what's the word everybody uses now in culture? Uh, virtue, virtue signaling, you know, and it's, it's this bullshit virtue signaling, which, uh, you know, is in essence, basically saying things and doing things just to sort of demonstrate that, you know, you believe in the moral high ground. So our industry has sort of begun this, this, this virtue signaling of, uh, you know, I think it started, I don't know, uh, uh, Dan.com said, you know, we're going to, we're not going to allow anybody to list domains, you know, that have, uh, you know, any word related to COVID-19 or crisis or pandemic or, you know, any of this shit. All right, fine. It's Dan.com. Who cares? Then uh, Sato did the same thing. And then GoDaddy did the same thing. And then I don't know who, I there was a bunch, a bunch of marketplaces and brokers and people and and if any of you did it, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to call anybody out specifically here. I'm more just trying to make a point. So, uh, you know, I, I, I followed this stuff and I was like, I just don't understand. This is like just bullshit, right? Like the basis of our industry is freedom of speech. And if we lose that, I can tell you that the, the value of the assets that we all own are, uh, goes to shit. Okay. And uh, we, are not in a position where we should be the arbiter, the judge, the jury of any of this stuff. Now, I'm getting sent, like you, hundreds a day of absolute garbage domains that say COVID this, coronavirus that, pandemic this, fine, okay? I, I don't want those emails. I wish those people wouldn't email me. Uh, however, I have no problem with them registering the domains, right? If they want to do that and waste their money, fine, okay? And if I own Sato and they wanted to list those domains in my marketplace, fine. Uh, 
This is what markets are for. Markets will dictate whether or not those domains have any value. Markets will dictate whether or not those people wasted their time and their money. You don't need to be the arbiter of that. And the reason I say that is where do you draw the line? Where do you say, you know, uh, 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 preventcovid19.com, not okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, covid19donations.org, okay. Where do you draw the line? What's the next topic, right? Are you going to tell me now that because of my sexual preference, I can't register a domain? No, I'm heterosexual. I don't think that's going to be an issue. But just trying to think of a quick, you know, second topic. Uh, or, you know, whatever the topic is, it doesn't matter. We are not in the position. We do not qualify to be the judge, juror, or arbiter. Now, uh, I, I get it, right? You own a business, and I have the right to reject anybody I don't want to do business with. And that's fine. But to lay out a blanket rule like that is completely bullshit and undermines our entire business. And I think that it is extremely irresponsible for us to engage in that because it will come back to bite us down the line. When VeriSign likes to point out that, you know, oh, well, you know, they took this stance here, but they don't take that stance there. It, it, this is a slippery slope that we should not embark on and I, I really, really, really uh, believe that everybody who's engaged in this virtue signaling should backtrack on that and create a free market, which is what all of us are working very hard to do. Uh, so I had this opinion already. And then what actually really triggered me was that we own pandemic.com. Now this is a domain that is 30 years old, right? Uh, this domain wasn't registered because of COVID-19.com. And if it was, so be it. There are video games. The number eight board game in the world is called Pandemic. There are television shows. There are movies on Netflix. There are, uh, I mean, there are thousands of trademarks and hundreds of companies called Pandemic This, Pandemic That. There are franchises, brands, you name it. Now, I got an email last week or the week before uh, from Sado, uh, and yes, I am gonna single out Sado because this is really fucked up, uh, who emailed me and said, we, uh, this domain name no longer meets, uh, you know, our, our quality standards, and so we've removed your domain from our marketplace. And so I sent an email back and I said, well, you know, please explain yourself. Well, what am I doing? So, so I read the terms of service and I said, what am I doing? Who, who am I harming? What, how does this domain infringe on anybody's rules, regulations, feelings, emotions? I don't care. If you're offended that we own pandemic.com, you're an asshole. And if you're an asshole, I don't need to do business with you, period. So if you are Sado, if you're the asshole of Sado who thinks that pandemic.com shouldn't be in your marketplace, congratulations. You're the reason I will no longer do business with Sado, okay? Because you're an asshole. So you guys, like, honestly, as an industry, if you don't realize that the only thing that gives us the rights to own these words is freedom of speech and all that comes with that ancillary and tertiary, I mean, go back to school because the virtue signaling that's happening in this industry makes me want to puke. 
and it is going to cause economic harm and damage to our industry down the line. Mark my words. Uh, so that's all I have to say. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you guys have to be on this show and do that little rant. Because I, 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 you know, I don't want that to reflect that is my opinion. It does not necessarily reflect the opinion of the people that work with me or for me or anybody else on this show. It is not necessarily the opinion of the show itself either, but it sure as hell is my opinion. And uh, that's it. Now you know it's it. That's a really interesting point, especially, you know, um, for premium domains and in a different, um, where there are a lot of different applications for a lot of different words. Um, I, the, I read something that really makes pandemic.com interesting. The, I, I've been following what Bill Gates has been publishing lately. He's always been pretty quiet and reclusive, but you know, the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for the past 20 years has been immunizing the planet and working with viruses and, mm -hmm. and, and just doing a tremendous amount for the world. He is calling this pandemic one. And it, it's a world, it's like a world war, only everyone's on the same side. If it sticks, Drew, it'll be as big for a historical term as it gets for what we're going through right now. I would mm -hmm. put that in a drawer for a couple of years until the, the, the heat right now dies down from it, unless you just had some crazy offer, probably not spurred from the show, but from somebody looking it up. It's, it's not that I'm against people owning coronavirus.com or even COVID-19.com, but the fact that you know Google and Facebook are banning ads on those terms, and unless you're the CDC in the US or the, the, you know, some other big health organization globally, if you, if you don't have a PhD behind you, I, I don't think you should be registering these terms thinking this is the best thing somebody ought to grab up and buy from me. Um, you know, the, the reason, I mean, I ended up talking to this guy on the phone that registered the, the coronavirus names. You're right. He's got every right to continue buying them. I suggested he stop because there aren't going to be buyers for the words that he registered. Yeah. Uh, the combination. That's not the point, right? It's, it, 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 these are two different topics. So I agree with you, right? Most of these things okay. don't have any value. Uh, you know, um, but that's not the point. And, and. That's what I, a market I, I get is for. I get it. Right? I, there's and a at the same time, at the same time, like what about all of the businesses, services, not profits, nonprofits? What about all of these folks who actually have a legitimate use case for these domains? And they would like to operate on a good domain, right? How do they get a hold of the owner of this domain? In a world where we've got GDPR. In a world where you know you can't even put up a lander, right? You have Namecheap won't even let you register a domain. Namecheap won't let you register a domain that has the word COVID, coronavirus, pandemic. Really? They will not let you register a domain, and I, I, I mean that shocked me because like Richard is somebody I really respect. Actually, he's one of the people I respect most in this industry. And so I get it. Like, I, I understand that everybody thinks that they're doing this with good intention. I get that. And, and, but the road to hell was paved with good intentions, right? And I promise you, we are paving a road to hell with these good intentions. We, you, where do you draw the line? 
because if we don't draw the line, clearly somebody else will. And, and I, so have a, I have a larger scale. If we're question. volunteering to say, no, you know, you're right. You, we're, we're stepping up as an industry so that, you know, we're not allowing anybody to register COVID and coronavirus names. Well, what about when somebody says, you shouldn't own any domains that have the word fuck in it? You shouldn't have any domains that have the word sex in it. You know, what, what about when we go back to some Puritan, you know, like society, which we very well may be uh, post corona? Uh, what about new words that aren't acceptable in society? What about new values that, that come upon society? Should the people who own domain names related to that stuff not have the right to own them anymore? Should they be able to sell them? Like, this is a very, very slippery slope. And I, I don't think that people are aware of the consequences. I appreciate you making um, our audience aware. And um, I think we all agree that's a slippery slope and very disconcerting. I have a question on a larger scale, like how do you fix that? And where is there some kind of association or um, network or um, where the top minds in this industry or the top decision makers in this industry get together and come up with a code of ethics or a um, decision-making Well, I mean, it'd be a great role for the ICA to play. Uh, I, sent, uh, I sent a note to the ICA. That's uh, a great idea. Containing these thoughts uh, with all of the people that I mentioned, uh, you know, in CC. And for whatever reason, that email was rejected by the mail server. Uh, and then I didn't follow up on it. I took that as a sign of, you know, uh, the, world give, the universe giving me a second chance on, on whether or not I want to send that email. Uh, but I, that you know, like that out of the bag, so. You know, solution-oriented um, idea there. I, I, um, I like it. I like it. I, I, look, I'm not trying Andrew, to do a solution to the Andrew, what you were saying. All I'm, all I'm saying is this is a problem, and I don't think that people, I think that people are doing it with good intention, but they're doing it naively without understanding the, what, the, what the, the larger consequences are going to be. Well, and Drew, to your point too, it's a let the market. So when these people buy the name, you know, they they hold them for a year. They want some people make fun of them for buying them. Then they're not going to renew them, and they're not going to do it again. So in time, they will learn that look, these things have no value, and you wasted, exactly. you know, four grand. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people that don't know much about domains, they you know, one of the first questions they ask is they ask about you know, oh, I need to go buy this trademark domain. Well, no, that's not exactly how it works. So it's just people not really understanding that the whole game is not necessarily their fault for not understanding it. Um, so I think we just need to help educate them and, you know, say, look, you know, you can buy them, but you're not really going to be able to turn them to cat. Yeah, that's a great point, Brian. Or you and can learn the hard way. I think people listen to a show like this for redirection, right? If we're saying, don't blow your money on that, uh, we are saying these are the industries that we're, we're seeing growth, healthcare, AI, automation, work from home, drones, education. Uh, anything else I missed there? I mean, th those are, those are the key uh, industries or verticals. And if you start thinking in that direction, what else is growing? What else is gonna have more competition? Um, that's where you want to um, to put this money, not in a new, you know, $4,000 of new registrations with the word coronavirus in it. So let's start to wrap it up. Um, 
what's going on? Any shout outs, anything else we want to talk about? Um, I uh, don't know who's up, but how about you, Brian? What's going on? Anything you want to say about Grit Brokerage before we go? Sure, I'll go. Uh, so a great domain name that would pair well with pandemic.com, if you know of anyone that owns it, is contactless.com. And this is a really neat name. This guy's owned the domain name for you know a couple decades now. He's been in the contactless payment industry. And um, I think, uh, it, yeah, we just got this in a brokerage uh, last Friday. And uh, so contactless.com. And, um, you know, you see it everywhere now with contactless delivery, contactless, you know, food, contactless groceries and, uh, you know, payments, everything. So, um, yeah, so throw that out there if you guys know of anyone interested in that. Um, and then, yeah, so this summer we're launching Grit Camp. Um, so it's a uh, summer um, camp for basically kids first grade through seventh grade, teaching them mental, physical, emotional resilience. Uh, through sports and uh, so especially with this summer coming up you know moms have a six-month summer on the horizon so kind of our passion with uh, grit.org and grit brokerage and some of the other companies we have is just uh, teaching people about resilience specifically uh, with kids and so that's uh, we'll report back on how things go this summer so that's a big deal and that's going to be in Jacksonville Florida yeah that's right very, very exciting. Yeah. Good for you, dude. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, I know that, that you're a great coach to your kids and in the community and sports. And this is a great way to take your other skills, um, your interpersonal skills and mental health. Um, I don't know, I'd say skills, um, but really you're teaching that combination of mental health skills and um, sports, super cool. I've loved talking with you about that and congrats on launching it. Uh, if anybody wants to learn more, gritcamp.com. Yes? Yep, yep. So grit.org, you learn about everything, but yeah, gritcamp.com is the, uh, the sports camp. Okay, very cool, congrats. Uh, David, what's going on? Uh, I mean, it, you know, Atlanta Homeschool is uh, alive and well, and I'm, I'm in, enjoying kind of a, a slower pace. Uh, I'm actually spending more time with the kids, uh, getting out. It's it's crazy. We live in a small neighborhood, uh, less than 100 houses, and it's crazy how much people are outside two, three hours a day right now, either in the front yard with chairs widely spaced. Um, you know, there are plenty of people walking around with Yetis middle of the afternoon, early evening that are absolutely not filled with coffee. <laughs> Perfect margarita recipe that, that fills two large Yetis up just right. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're actually doing that. Um, you know, the, the brokerage uh, that we're doing for Brandon's is, is going well, and that's, that's nice. But I, this is the first time I've been into the office. When I came in, it was 60 degrees because I had the air on. Uh, and it was a little chilly last night, so I had to kick the heat on, um, you know, but we're, all of us here, you know, and, and people in this industry are used to working remotely. It's it's interesting, you know, working with people who are not used to working remotely. Um, if anyone is in that boat and working from home and they're not used to it, like from a Fortune 500 company, I will throw out one tip I've been giving them is, it, you know, sending and receiving emails can be a 24-7 
thing and you've got to just work a regular, you know, shift or set of days or schedule because you'll be working seven days a week. I'm finding our teachers are doing that. I did that initially. You know, we'd be getting emails from Saturday evening, Sunday evening, you know, 10 at night, you know, six in the morning, they start up and, it, you know, I, I let all the teachers know in one thread, look, it's okay to work Monday to Friday, you know, eight to six and that's it, you know, and everything else can wait. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people that are new, new to working at home and they're not taking any time off. So I guess I led with the taking time off because I've been really good about it this past year. Um, and I'm, I'm finding that I enjoy taking more time off. I still haven't done the full month yet. Uh, this doesn't count, right? No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. So thank, but thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a fun show. You were brave to come on and try it with your kids there. I think between us, we have either nine or 10 kids at home. And uh, we did a great job. <laughs> You're good. Uh, <laughs> Drew, any shout outs? What's going on? Uh, you mean other than calling a bunch of people in our industry an asshole? Yeah, but yesterday was the bad day. Today's a good day, remember? Yeah. Um, uh, I love all of you. That's it. I got I got a message of love, man. I love everybody. I love everybody. I just sending out messages of love. I got nothing but love for you all, unless you're an asshole. If you're if you're a, if you're if you're, if you're a virtue signaling asshole, I got nothing, you know, I got something for you. Uh, if you're not a virtual signaling asshole, I got nothing to love for you, baby. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got. Um, other than that, uh, very proud of our team. You know, the Media Options team holding it down. Everybody's, you know, pulling their weight, getting it done. And uh, that's it. I don't know. I, uh, we're all in a waiting game. So it's, that's it. We are. It's awkward. It's, it's a great opportunity to shift, um, find what works, what doesn't. David, I really admire how you're taking your experience and expertise working from home and giving some others some support and encouragement from what you've learned. And I think we all have an opportunity to do that on whatever our strengths are, um, but also to really shift, to notice what's stuck. I mean, the longer this goes on, the more silver linings I find where I'm ready to knock out this goal or to change this habit or to read up a little more on this that I've been curious about for a long time. There are a lot of opportunities here personally and professionally. Um, so just make the best of it and hang on in there. Um, so thank you guys for taking so much time today. I know I get a lot of messages when people are like, oh, the show was extra long. Thank you. I have nothing else to ah. do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks guys. You're the best. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks, thanks you guys. guys. Thanks Tess.